Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended from ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello and how are you? I'm happy because it's nearly the holidays and I get to go and walk in the hills and maybe even swim in a river. Today's story, which is told by Amy Douglas, is from Wales. It's a how and why story, which explains how people in Wales say three of their rivers came to be. I love rivers. I love the way that they meander and wiggle around in a lazy sort of way. Did you know that the place the river begins is called the source? And it's often a mountain or a hill, somewhere high up. And the place the river ends is called the mouth. And it often flows into the sea or a large lake. I like to think of a river as something sort of alive, a bit like the rainbow snake. I like the idea of it having a mouth at the end of it as it flows into the sea. I wonder if you can think of the names of any rivers near you. And if that's difficult, maybe you could think of a name you'd like to give a river. And we're going to have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. Did you think of the names of any rivers that you know? Or did you make up a name? Some of the mightiest and longest rivers in the world include the Amazon in South America, the Nile in Africa and the Yangtze in China. The longest river in the UK is called the River Severn, which happens to be in our story today. Are you ready for the story? Here's Amy. Hello, my name is Amy Douglas and I have the best job in the world because I am a storyteller. I live in a place called Shropshire, which is just on the edge between England and Wales. And Shropshire is a wonderful place for a storyteller to live. There are stories everywhere. Each hill, each river, each wood has its own stories. And so those are the stories that I tell. The stories of the land beneath my feet. And the story that I'm going to tell you today is a little bit like me. It winds its way from Wales to England and back again. Because long, long ago, back in the beginning times, Lord Plinlimon stood and he looked out at the land around him. And he was king and caretaker of all the land as far as the eye could see. But he sniffed the air and something was different. A change was coming. He thought for a moment and he called his children to him, his three daughters, and he looked at them. Oh, my children, my girls, look at you. Just look at you. You are not children anymore, but you are young women. And the time has come for you to take your place in the world. 
the time has come for you to help me rule the land. And so tomorrow, I will give you from sunrise until sunset. And all the land that you cover tomorrow will be yours forevermore. To rule, to look after, to be queen of. You must set off from here. And by the time sunset comes, you must have reached the sea. You must splash your feet into salt water. And if you don't make it to the sea by sunset, then you will be queen of nothing. But if you do, then all the land that you cover tomorrow will be yours forevermore. Well, the three young women, their eyes were sparkling. They were looking at each other, thinking, plotting, planning what they would do the next day. Seven was the eldest of the three. And she went to sleep early that night. And she woke early too, while the stars still dotted the sky. She sat, looking towards the east, watching the sky lighten. And as soon as the bright fire of the sun crested the horizon, she was up and she was running like a hare, running towards a rising sun, running east, with her back to the west, her back to the sea and to the coast. And her plan was that she would run in a big circle, a big arc, to cover as much land as possible before reaching the sea at sunset. Behind her, she left a swallow to watch and wait and then come and tell her what her sisters were doing. The next sister, the middle child, was Y. And Y, well, she went to sleep at her usual time. And she got up at her usual time and she smiled when she remembered what the day was bringing. She didn't need to think about where she was going. She knew exactly which direction she wanted to travel. She set off south. If the land that she travelled today was going to be hers forevermore, she wanted it to be all of her favourite places. And so off she went through her favourite valleys full of wildflowers, her favourite meadows and woodlands. The youngest of the three was Thrydol. And Thrydol, well, she was full of plots and plans, just like her sister Seven. She lay down and she planned to go to sleep early. But her mind was so busy and she kept tossing and turning and thinking maybe she would go this way, maybe she would go that way. She couldn't make up her mind. She couldn't decide. There were so many possibilities. And so she lay awake long into the night. By the time her breathing finally deepened and she finally slipped into sleep, Seven was already rising and Seven was heading off into the sunrise. Thrydol slept. Thrydol slept as Y woke and Y headed off south. Thrydol slept as that swallow that Seven had left behind rose up into the air and flew like a dart towards Seven to tell her that Y had left and that Thrydol was still sleeping. And Seven looked at the sun, began to curve round towards the south. Thrydol slept on. Thrydol slept until the sun was right overhead and it was the full noonday glare on her face that finally woke her. 
She started awake. She saw where the sun was. <gasps> she realised that a full half of the day had gone. She leapt to her feet. All her plans were in tatters and ruins. All she could do now was a race towards the sea and hope that she would make it to the shore in time. She made her way, jumping from boulder to boulder, clambering down mountainside and hillside, always heading towards the sparkling water in the distance. Plinlimon watched. He watched his three daughters take their three separate directions. He watched the great arc of Seven's journey. Wise, pretty route headed south. Rydal's chaotic, downward leaping and jumping path to the west to the sea. Plinlimon smiled as he saw how Seven curved her journey. How she and Y saw each other, waved at each other, held hands for the last little part of their journey. And he saw how further north Rydal too made it to the shore. And all three girls ran across the stony beaches to splash into salt water, just as the sun melted into the sea. Plinlimon smiled as he saw how each daughter had successfully completed her journey. Oh, he stretched. One great, huge stretch, and then he shrugged his shoulders, and he settled down into the form of a mountain. And his three daughters, Seven, Y, and Thrydol, he turned to rivers, each one of them, tracing the journey that they had taken that day. And so they still are. Mount Plinlimon reaches high up into the sky and the three rivers, Seven, Y and Thrydal, they all start on the sides of Plinlimon and that great mountain nurtures and nourishes them as they set out on their journeys towards the sea. And those three rivers, they take fresh water to renew and replenish the lands that they travel through and they rule over the lands that they travelled, queen over the land they claimed on their journeys long ago on a summer's day and you can visit all of them when you come to Wales and to Shropshire. Three rivers, one mountain and one story. Bebo Bendit that story has ended. If you didn't like it, go to Wales, buy some nails and mend it. Thanks very much to Amy Douglas for telling that story. I like that ending. Thanks very much for listening to it and a special thanks to all our listeners in Wales. Now, we do love hearing from you and lots of you have been getting in touch with your pictures and reviews. So, it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say some thank yous. Thanks to Evie, who is four, from Burnsville in North Carolina, who drew a beautiful picture of Nora and the Aki fruit. And to five-year-old Lonan from Auckland in New Zealand, who sent us an entire book of pictures from the Stickwoman story. Lonan, you are a storyteller. Maybe 
you can use your pictures to help you tell this story to your brother Ezra. Well done for keeping going until you've finished the whole story. And Ada, who is four from Lake Arrowhead in California, drew a beautiful picture of the rainbow snake from how the rainbow got into the sky. I wonder if you and your sister Nora could try telling the story to each other. Thanks so much for sharing your picture, Ada. And siblings Jack, who is seven, and Max, who is five, from Portland in Oregon, both sent pictures. Jack drew a great picture of Kojo the rabbit hiding in the tall grass. And Max drew a lively picture of Buki dancing the Kokioko. Thanks to both of you. And Lola, who is six from New Zealand, has sent a really clever picture from Fox at a party. I particularly like the sun watching with horror from up in the sky as the fox causes chaos. Thanks for sharing that, Lola. And thanks to Kira, who is eight, from Pembrokeshire in Wales. She's drawn a clever picture of the three dolls story. And six-year-old Sophie from North Wales has sent lots of pictures. The spinning sister and the boy and the tiger and the magic orange tree. Really stylish, Sophie. I wonder if you've tried telling any of these stories to your brother, Zach. And Clara from Kansas, who is six, has sent an amazingly considered picture of Baby Turtle and Coyote. I like the vivid colours you've used and the sun with different coloured rays. Thanks for sharing that, Clara. And Nora and the Aki fruit continues to be very popular. Elliot from Arizona, who is seven, has drawn a very clever picture, dividing the picture in two, with one sister on one side of the river and one on the other. Angel is wearing a long floaty skirt and Nora is wearing shorts and a T-shirt to show their different characters. Really good. Thanks so much for sharing that, Elliot. And Lane, who is five in Arizona, has drawn a beautiful Aki tree with the fruit growing all over it and the girls both standing by the river trying to cross. Really good writing too, Lane. Well done. And Diana has drawn a fun picture of Molly and the leprechaun with a dapper little leprechaun with a stripy green outfit and red beard and jaunty green hat. Thanks so much for sharing that. And moving on to Australia now, thanks to Ayla, who is six, from Ocean Shores. Ayla has drawn a beautiful picture of Nora and the Aki fruit with vivid colours which reflect the bright Jamaican sun and the basket of Aki fruit with the seeds bursting out. Well done, Ayla. Thanks too to Jan, who is five, from Slovenia, for sending the stick woman drawing. Glad you like the story, Jan. I really like your drawing. Your pictures remind me of the pictures in Le Petit Prince story. And five-year-old Liv in Homedale, New Jersey, has shared a marvellous picture of Baba Yaga with her green and red eyes. Thanks so much, Liv. And Danny, who is five from Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, has drawn a fabulous picture of his favourite story, Rooster Finds Gold. Both he and his brother Grant love listening to the stories. Marvellous, Danny. Did you know there's a picture of this story in our Super Great Kids Stories colouring book? Thank you for sharing yours. And Sam in Washington in the US has drawn a great picture of the magic orange tree. Sam's tree is just bursting with ripe oranges. I like the way you've written the name of the story in orange to match Sam. Thank you. 
and super great kids story fan Rosie, who is six, from Minneapolis in Minnesota, is on a drawing roll. Rosie has turned her pictures into action cartoons. I can tell you listen really well to the stories, Rosie. All rather brilliant. Thank you. And thanks to Benji, who is six, from Los Osos, California, for your imaginative picture of Baba Yaga the Russian witch. She looks like a very fierce character. I wonder if you found our other Baba Yaga story, Benji. And Knightley, who is five, from Edmonton in Alberta, Canada, has shared an imaginative picture of Loki and the Wall of Asgard. I love your story map with the huge giants all around the wall of the city. Thanks for sharing your picture. And Super Great Kids story fan Willow, who is eight, from Vermont, has sent us a fabulous picture of the story set in Siberia, The Boy and the Snow Wolf. I love this picture, Willow. It's super great. More thanks coming next week. I've been posting your pictures on our Facebook page. If you'd like to see them, go to facebook.com forward slash stories. They might give you an idea of other stories we have in our archive. We're getting close now to 100 stories, so do take a look. There's some fabulous stories right near the beginning. And the biggest thanks of all goes to all of you kind people who are helping to keep us going by supporting us on Apple and Patreon and Ko-fi. If you'd like to support us, you can give a one-off payment on ko-fi.com forward slash stories, or to listen ad-free and get bonus stories and early access, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com Another way you can help is simply to tell your friends about us or give us a review. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for all your pictures and messages. We love hearing from you. Bye for now. This podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London. <laughs>